Hi, I'm Michael Woods, Chief Scientist at the Asian Turfgrass Center. This is a ATC double cut where I take another look at some of the topics that I've written about on the blog. And this is a special show. I have a guest for the first time on the ATC double cut to uh, also talk with me about some of the topics that are on the blog. I'd like to welcome Andrew McDaniel, who's in Japan now. Andrew, welcome to the ATC Double Cut. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you, Micah. Glad to be here. Thanks for awesome. inviting me up. I, I have to say that part of the reason why I do some of this audio and video content instead of just writing about the, the stuff on the blog and putting it out there is because you suggested to me that people might like to listen to some of this stuff. And if they thought it was interesting, they might click through and read it on the website. So uh, thank you for that. A lot of people have told me that they have enjoyed uh, this this format of hearing about this stuff. Well, I'm happy to hear that. It's been good. Good. And I suppose you've sometimes watched or listened? Yeah, I listen more than I watch, actually. I thought I would watch more, but I didn't more than I watch. All right. Well, let's... Let's get right into it. Let's have a look at what's uh, new on the ATC website. I, I'm going to, uh, well, let's see how it goes with, with having a guest. Uh, I, uh, I haven't done it this way before. The last episode, I talked about the seminar that I did at the Catalonia Championship. And there's another post that I haven't talked about yet that's called, Is this the best extra hole in golf i don't know if you've seen this one but i know you've been to this golf course this is about the best extra hole what i think is the best extra hole in golf and that's that little hole that's right in between 11 and 12 at uh the fuji course at kiwana yeah actually my extra time today i did i read this and i was sitting there thinking do i do i even know about this i've been to that course like over 10 times but it's uh you saw where it's located right when yeah. when i circled it on that map yeah and i'm sitting here thinking i don't know if if uh uh what's the what's the the old keeper's name honkison honkison i don't know if honkison ever took me there yeah it's uh it's it's something that i don't think I noticed the very first time I went there. The first time I went there was September of 2011. And I, I was out on that part of the property and I don't think I noticed it. And then the, the picture that I show, that's the very first one that I show um, in the blog post, that's uh, from June, 2012. And I'm there with Oe-san and Honke-san, Honke in the blue uniform, Oe in the jacket there. And we definitely saw it that second time. And then when we went out there with Paul Jansen, I think that was in 2016. Uh, I definitely paid attention to it. Uh, but you were busy showing Paul around, and I'm not sure that you that you noticed it. Yeah, maybe he took me there. I just like didn't really think much about it. But yeah, That's yeah, because cool, this is a cool hole, though. Yeah, this is the picture I took. Are are you seeing uh, my screen share or or are you seeing? Yeah. So, um, this is the this is the view that I took. This would have been in September, like September first of two thousand sixteen, when we were out there, and uh, 
Yeah, it's a cool hole. I just thought, um, I think an extra hole is really useful. Now, for people that don't know, I, I should introduce you a little bit better, Andrew. You are the, uh, you are the golf course superintendent and assistant general manager at Kea Golf Club in Fukuoka, Japan. So you uh, are responsible for taking care of a golf course and, and some of the business uh, operations and the play also. Is an extra hole something that you would find useful? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, we, even with our past two years of construction, I, I was always wishing I had an extra hole. <laughs> oh yeah you, you could there's you have so many options open when you have an extra hole like that for sure yeah and that's why um i i think an extra hole when i saw that it's like cool that's so practical it's so nice to have something like that because you can um I think the way that I envision it being used is you're doing some pretty intensive work on one hole and you're like, you know, it, it would be easier to get this work done all through the day if we didn't have to deal with golfers on this hole. So you can close that hole, you bring another hole, that extra hole into play, and now the golfers have the opportunity to still play an 18-hole round relatively uninterrupted, and now they're they're playing that extra hole. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, and... I don't, I, I've seen a lot of 19th holes where it's like a gambling hole where some courses will throw one of those in, but, uh, to have something yeah. like the extra hole at Kiwana that is, is really on just, the, yeah. And this is, this is some spectacular coastline. If anybody that, that goes to play golf in Japan should, should go to this property, you've got the. Um, Oshima course over here, which was built first, and that that's on a stunning piece of property too, right on the Pacific Ocean. And then you've got the hotel in the middle, some grass tennis courts down here, and then over on the the right side, um, the the north side, you have the the famous Fuji course, which is consistently ranked in the world top 100, and. Um, in the far right corner, <laughs> I put a little in orange. I highlighted that and I said, best extra hole in golf question mark. And it's right there after you play the long par 5 11th and before you turn back along the ocean on the dogleg left 12th, there's that little par 3 there. And I just think it's, it's kind of like Pebble Beach. You've been to Pebble Beach and uh, imagine, imagine if you'd go up to hole uh, six, you play the long par five on six at Pebble Beach. Oh. Imagine if seven was an extra hole and you just skip that and you go down to 18 and, <laughs> and, uh, and play. And that's the type of property that this extra hole at Kiwana is on. It, it's not quite as spectacular a location as the seventh at Pebble Beach, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, uh, you've, I don't think I've seen a lot of that in Japan. Probably I've seen uh, at various places around the world, but not a lot in Japan. Or yeah, it's just probably not as common as it could be. Yeah, there's normally not enough land to, to do something like that in Japan. The truth. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in Japan it's common 
I think to have 27 holes or 36 holes. And when you do that, the, there is sometimes an opportunity to close a course or to close a nine. Or in Japan, they also have the other trick of having the two green system. So in Japan, you can also um, do some pretty intensive disruptive work on one set of greens. And um, it's not the entire hole, but you could do work on one set of greens while you're you're playing on another set. Yep. So let's see. Should we? Do you have time to talk about another one of my blog posts? Let's sure. Let's crank through some more. The next one was all the hashtags in a tropical climate. You might have seen this. Um, Brad Revel, who uh, is consulting now at Nikanti Golf Club um, in Thailand, which is Tiffigal Greens, uh, four one nine fairways and rough, and uh, Seashore Pass Palm Tees. He's been using MLSN there for about uh, five years or so. He's been doing clipping volume. I, I put a picture in this blog post of how they do the clipping volume, which we can talk about a little bit. And uh, they've been doing OM246 testing also for the organic matter. And it's really interesting, I think, to see what Brad is doing there. And the superintendent now is, um, is Danal Mulvey. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure I pronounced that first name exactly right. Um, he's Irish, and he's been there now for about uh, five months. I think he started in January of this year. And Brad's been, been recently doing some new um, blog posts and some videos about the work that they've been doing there. It's really, uh, really quite attractive what the results are that they're getting, uh, visually striking results. Um, I, and... I was saying I, I think it's really interesting to see how these techniques work in a purely tropical climate because uh, it would be like the weather that you have in Fukuoka in July and August. Um, just extend that for 12 months out of the year instead of uh, temperature-wise, extend that for 12 months out of the year instead of just two. And and uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because there's not so many people who are managing grass in a tropical climate who are sharing the types of work that they do. Did you have a chance to read this post or to see any of the videos that he's posted showing all the, the uh, renovation work that he does? Sorry, I'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> you, you must be busy up there. I am. I am. <laughs> to catch up on yeah there's a lot to catch up on i i have so much stuff to share i'm i'm uh i'm so um how should i say i'm i'm really interested in this topic of turf grass and i take a lot of notes so i i generally have a, a notebook with me and and i i take various notes and i i take notes on the phone or on the computer keep track of some things that um i've been working on or that might be useful to share and as i do that over time and i take pictures um and do videos and stuff i just get this um well and and talk with people like you i get so many ideas of things that i can share and then uh yeah i i suppose it could be a little bit overwhelming if you don't have time to read it all or or listen to it all or whatever yeah I'm always impressed when you leave the office. You always have your little notebook with you. Yeah, and now I, I got a new phone today. Um, and this is this is apparently not a super large phone, but it's the largest phone that 
that I've ever had. And what I decided, because I, I really don't want a, a large phone because I, I've been accustomed to holding a, a phone in my pocket. And, yeah. and, but what I, what I decided, so here's my new, uh, my new big phone here. And um, my, my old phone where that that's not within reaching distance right now. My old phone uh, I've had since 2016 and it was a small phone back in 2016. And apparently in the modern era, it's really, really small. And I realized that basically I can't get a, a phone that's that small now. And then I thought, you know, I've, I've always got my notebook with me and I've got a pen and maybe I'll need some uh, name cards or something. I thought maybe I'm just going to start carrying a handbag. <laughs> and if I've got a handbag, <laughs> um, so the next time you see me, I'm, I may have a, a, a handbag or something of that sort to uh, carry all of my um, material with me. <laughs> Good with your beard. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to start doing the mustache wax again too, or, or go to the barber. Yeah. So, um, can we let's let's have a look at at this picture and and uh, do you do you know what we're looking at here? This is from the this now, is from all the hashtags in a tropical climate. Okay. So what? So what they? It looks like they're drying it out. Maybe. It it looks like that. They what they've done the way that that they find it easiest to do clipping volume at Nikanti golf club, which, which to me, it seems complicated, but for them, this is easy. And this is the way that, that seems to work well. Every greens mower operator, instead of taking a bucket, they take a bag and that bag is labeled with uh, their particular green number. And they put the clippings into the bag they don't bother with measuring it. They bring it back to the shop and spread it out. And then, so all the bags get lined out from eat one bag from, from all the different greens and those bags are labeled. And then they have one person come through and, and measure the volume of it all at once. Would that be one green or is that one green per bag? That's one. What, what you're looking at in this picture is one green per bag. And the other thing that I notice with the way that they're managing that tiff eagle at nikanti golf club the clipping volumes are a fraction of what you would tend to get with yeah. creeping bent grass poa annua or zoysia greens or seashore paspalum greens on a on a regular basis yeah if that's just a like a average daily clipping that's that's not much at all no that's it's not much at all and I, the first time I went to Nikanti, which was, this picture was taken on my third visit. I've been there three times now in the past few years. The first time I went there, part of the reason that I wanted to go is because Brad had shared the clipping volume data with me. And I was like, are you guys sure you're not like dividing this by 10 <laughs> or, or it like, are you off by by a factor of ten or something? Because I was expecting the clipping volume to be uh, 10, 15 milliliters per square meter per day, which would be um, 
you know, one, 1.5, up to two uh, liters per 100 square meters per day. That, that's the range that I was expecting. And uh-huh. instead, on his sheet, they're like, they're one, two milliliters uh, per square meter per day, which is just nothing. And so I wanted to go and see that and make sure that it was right. And then I saw it, and yeah, they're just getting a handful. Yeah, that's good tournament week clipping yields right there. Mm-hmm. And so they're managing those greens typically to try to be at, in the morning, to be at 10 feet um, without having to cut it too short. And then um, Brad's mentioned to me that if they get their clipping volume to be what you would consider to be a tournament week clipping volume, then in the afternoons they have similar green speed also. So they, sure. they're doing, I think, uh, Primo uh, on a regular basis, and they've got the Primo rate is calibrated, um, and the reapplication interval is calibrated to give them really uh, consistent suppression. So it's interesting um, because I look at that and go, man, that's that's no clippings at all. Um, and then they're also doing OM246 and keeping track of how much sand they apply. And then they're measuring OM246 is the measuring the total organic matter by depth. So they're doing that. Um, and I just think, man, if you're not growing that many clippings, um, you might have an opportunity to not do too much uh, disruptive work also. Yeah. And so fortunately, Brad has shared some videos and he's got this video that I put at the bottom of that post, um, which I'm not going to play here, but you can, uh, I'll put a direct link to that in the description uh, to this episode and you can just click through I always put a link to the post that we talk about so you can click through to those and you can see these and I highly recommend it because it looks like it's really intensive uh, renovation, but they're not on the greens. They're not pulling a core and this is something that they're doing once a year. So essentially they're doing like uh, one single intensive event where they put a substantial amount of sand do some solid time verification. I think this year I'd have to watch this again because I was also watching the 2020 and the 2021 videos that Brad's put up. So there's yeah. there's that kind of um, stuff that's really interesting. And then he's going to be testing the OM246 again, and it will be interesting to see what uh, what what comes of that and if if they're able to uh, to keep that organic matter under control. Cool. So, oops, sorry, Andrew. It's okay. I uh, I meant to take my uh, show. I meant to bring you up onto this and, and not take you away. So, there you are. So, um, yeah. What What do you think about? Uh, I mean, you've been traveling, I guess, so that's why maybe you haven't read all of these posts. Now, do you get the email that goes out? You know there's some people that actually get an email every time I update the blog. You used to be on that list. Yeah, I think I just get your ATC updates or something like that. I don't get, like... 
Okay, if it was me, now I, I appreciate so much all the people that do like to get the email every time I update the blog. Um, it's not the one that I would subscribe to, though, um, because I don't really want to get more emails. But I do want to know when my blog gets updated, so I get it by RSS feed. So uh -huh. instead of it coming into my email, it comes into a different program that I'm using where I'm reading a lot of things that I'm interested in, and I don't want to miss any of it. So there's a few other blogs and some, uh, yeah, basically some statistics and science type stuff that I get. So every time there's an update, I'll get it by RSS. But I get enough email and I have a hard time keeping up with the email and I just, I don't want to get more. So I don't sign up from, for that one. Yeah. Maybe. But I, if I were you, did you get the ATC, the Japanese ATC update I sent this morning? Yep. Awesome. I got I, it. Cool. Well, in in that type of update or the one that I send in English, the English ATC update, those ones, I will do some of the filtering for the reader and I'll, I'll look at all the blog posts that I've made, which tend to be five, let's say from five to 10 per month. And um, so in between the the times I send the newsletter, which might be three months, four months, five months, I'll look at all the blog posts that I've sent in that time interval and look at the ones that were most popular. And then in those update emails, I will share, um, these were the top three or these were the top five uh, blog posts that got the most views. So um, yeah, so, so then you don't really have to miss anything. Yeah, uh, it's been kind of different with COVID, but before we used to talk so much and it's kind of like I, I see the title and I'm thinking I, I think I've already read this or or maybe we just talked about it last time we talked or, or something it, so I get kind of confused sometimes if I've read it or just talked to you about it or, or whatnot yeah uh, and now I'm getting that way too because I've I've uh, since I really started writing on the viridescent blog back in 2009 if you look at what I've written there and the almost 200 articles I've written for golf course seminars since 2008, which are, are much longer than a blog post and that take a lot more time for me to put together. And then um, look at all the posts that I've had on AsianTurfGrass.com since I retired the Viridescent blog. We're talking about probably 1,500 articles <laughs> right and so for me i often think that well surely i've written about that topic sometime and one yeah. that i was just looking at going and it turns out i wrote about this in in japanese in in or something that was published in japanese in the uh the golf course seminar column which was about whether uh when you're when you're making fertilizer applications whether you should be thinking about that in terms of phosphorus or uh, phosphate it, in terms of mass and whether you should be thinking about that in terms of how much potassium you're applying or how much potash you're applying K2O. And I've written about that in a more than 1,000 word article in, uh, that was published in my golf course seminar column, but I searched my blog and I don't find anything about it on my blog. So then I made a note, okay, maybe that's something I can write about on my blog. But I know you and I would have talked about that. So I'm sure if you saw that coming up on the blog and you're like, uh, is, is this new or is it something that he's already written about? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
well, I guess it's it's uh, I guess stuff that's interesting. I would hope that people would uh, a few people would catch it, right? So you might miss it, but hopefully a few people would catch it if it oh, actually sure. is if it actually is good and worth sharing and worth remembering. I would hope that that people would uh, um, would remember it and share it, and eventually the the information kind of seeps seeps out there. Yeah, I mean, no, I like I like it all. The double cut, the office hours, the cart rides, it's, it's good stuff. Cool. Well, I well, thank you, thank you for watching and for uh, suggesting it, and and. I guess there's that reminds me of one other thing I could ask you about. Did you watch the recent cart rides with Micah when I was in Spain and I went out on the 17th green with the superintendent from the uh, stadium course, Alfredo Alvarez, um, on the final round? I did. Well, nice. Huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You guys rolled a ball, right? And... We, we rolled a ball, yeah. We looked at the rough. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, that's a mean yeah, rough. That is a mean rough. I've got another video that that I'm gonna do. I've recorded like the uh, the that one and the one that I did with uh, Bernardo from Portugal. Those are just previews for the uh, for the grand finale finale <laughs> from from that event uh, where we took a closer look at the rough and uh, talked to the director of agronomy. David from from the property, and uh, yeah, we had some fun with that tall fescue. And it, they just did a big project this past winter, and th when they didn't even know that they were going to be having the tournament, they uh, they sand capped all the green surrounds, redid all the bunker edges, and sodded it with tall fescue, and so it it was pretty nice. And then they it was relatively pure tall fescue with lots of fertilizer on it, so it grew up nice. Yeah, the course looked really good. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I'm I'm glad I got a chance to go there and see it, and that's uh, that's one I'm I'm looking forward to putting that final video together. Cool, cool. All right, Andrew. Well, I appreciate you joining me for this uh, special edition, the first time that I've had a guest on the ATC Double Cut, and it's something that I've thought about doing and that I want to do a bit more often and it just so happened that with the current time zones that we're in and with the current activities that you and I are are both engaged in at this particular time I, I was like you know what I've got time to record a double cut and I'd like to do that and I I checked with you I sent you a message with my new phone and uh and you you were available too so thank you so much for joining me you're welcome. We can do it tomorrow if you want. <laughs> um, please stay on the call. Uh, please stay on after I stop recording this episode, and we will talk about that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Andrew. Thanks a lot. Yep, you bet. It was fun. All right, everybody. That was... At ATC Double Cut with a guest. Thank you, Andrew McDaniel, for joining. And um, I will be back soon. I've, I've still got some, some new posts on the blog that I haven't talked about yet. So you can expect there will be some more ATC Double Cuts coming up soon. Uh, maybe with Andrew tomorrow, <laughs> if, if he has time. 
Thank you so much for watching, for listening. For ATC from Yantikau, I'm Michael Woods. <laughs>